Welcome to the By Words Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Hughes. I love helping passionate women gain clarity about their purpose so they can kick fear to the curb, break up with the hustle, and say goodbye to the lies that hold us back from pursuing our dreams wholeheartedly. We're going to get open and honest, share some laughs, and maybe some tears. But at the end of the day, my hope is that you will walk away encouraged, inspired, and ready to step into your purpose with confidence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Love is powerful. It eradicates fear, brings us together, and equips us to live out our purpose in the earth. Honestly, I'm not sure there's a problem love couldn't remedy. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your copy of my new book, Love Is Remastered, and join me in making this world a better place by learning to love more intentionally than ever before. This book also supports Traffic 911, which is a local nonprofit that helps youth coming out of human trafficking in Dallas-Fort Worth. You can get yours today at thehannahughes.com slash shop. That's thehannahughes.com slash shop. Okay, now let's get into the episode. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the ByWords podcast. I'm really glad you're here today, and I'm excited for this topic because it's one that I haven't heard talked about a whole lot, but it's actually one that's been a part of my story for a really, really long time. So let me just come out and say it. We're talking about acne. Okay. I know it sounds a little weird, but like I said, that's why I'm so pumped to talk about it because this is the kind of stuff that needs to be heard. And I'm, I'm so thrilled to have my friend, Wendy Lewis here to talk to us about it because what she's doing is so incredible. I just can't wait for you to hear it. So Wendy is a SoCal native who is currently residing in Texas. And for more than two decades, she's lived with acne and acne scars, both of which have played a significant role in her mental and emotional health struggles. So in December, 2019, she started the acne effect in an effort to raise awareness and educate the public about the impact that acne has on mental health because too many people are mentally and emotionally suffering from the skin condition without the proper tools to help them get out of their acne brain and into the life that they actually want. So her goal is to remind individuals that acne happens, but losing yourself as a result of it should not. Wendy, I am so excited you're here. I cannot wait to dive into this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. I cannot wait to dive into this. I, as I just said, like I just wish this was talked about more because acne has been a part of my story for so long. I mean, it still is. And yeah. I just don't hear a lot of people talking about it. So will you just start off by telling us a little bit about your story, what you do, and how the acne effect came about? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So my story begins a little over 20 years ago. Um, I first broke out with acne when I was about 13 years old. I was in the eighth grade. Um, what year was that? Like 1999, 2000. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, a long time ago, you know, just, just as the years progressed, my acne got worse and worse. It, you know, when I, when I first broke out in the eighth grade, when I was 13, it was, you know, pimples here and there. Um, I was prescribed a bunch of stuff, different topical creams, um, things that stain my clothes, my mm. bedding, my, you know, towels, everything, nothing worked. My acne just continued to get worse. Um, and then I think I was in the, I was a freshman in high school when I really started to get the cystic nodules. And so the, my cystic acne developed um, along my jawline, on my cheeks, and it just it hit my my confidence and my self-esteem really really hard 
Um, and I was already going through, you know, some challenges. Um, you know, I, I suffered from chronic migraines around the same time. My parents, you know, were going through a divorce a couple of years before. So it was hard, but, you know, I think too, one of the hardest things for me in my acne experience was the fact that none of my siblings, I have three siblings, um, none of them had acne. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my parents didn't really have acne growing up. None of my cousins had acne. A few of my friends, I remember having, you know, some pimples, but it wasn't like anything I experienced. So, you know, that plays a lot into, you know, your psyche, your mental health and all that. And um, that was very challenging. You know, it, it left me to feel very isolated. I felt mm -hmm. like I couldn't relate to a lot of people. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just, my, my mental health took a huge turn in high school. And by the time I was 15, um, I was suffering from depression, anxiety. I had an eating disorder. I was um, trigger warning, but self-mutilating. Um, I was, you know, chronically skin picking, um, you know, just a number of things. And so, and the acne just, it just exasperated like everything in my life. You know what I mean? Because yes. it's the first thing that people see when they see you, it's all over your face. It's not like, you know, on my knees and I'll just wear pants. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, it's, it's on your face. It's the first impression that you give people. And a lot of people, especially back when I was in high school, it, and because it wasn't talked about, there wasn't, you know, we didn't have an acne community. Social media didn't really exist. I mean, right. I, I think MySpace wasn't even popular until I was a senior in high school. Um, you know, so there was no, there were no, there was no Instagram. There was no, which, you know, I think, to some extent, you know, is a blessing in disguise. I'm, you know, in part grateful that we didn't have camera phones when I was growing up. So I was able to avoid the camera a lot. I, I honestly don't have any photos of myself with my bad acne. None. Mm. I can't find any. Um, but yeah, it just, whew, it was hard. It was really hard when you were trying to when you're young and you're trying to navigate life and you don't know how to talk about it, uh, no dermatologist ever asked me about my mental health. None of my friends or family ever asked me how my skin was making me feel. It wasn't a topic of conversation. And right. I think for many people, um, you know, younger kids going through it, they, I think older people just assume it's this hormonal thing that they'll, you know, eventually grow out of. Um, but nobody really seem, seems to take the time to like, you know, take the time to, to ask you how you're doing, how you're feeling. And so it creates this very lonely journey. And for the 15 years that I had cystic acne, um, you know, it was pretty lonely. So it was hard. Yeah, I totally relate to that. And it's, I think it's really interesting that you brought up the fact that like acne, even, I mean, being an adolescent at all, being a human being at all is hard. Like there's just hard stuff, yeah. mental health, like 
figuring out who you are and just that developmental stage of life. Like I, my, my story is very similar to yours, you know, the eating disorder, the depression, anxiety, all those mental health things. And, you know, like an eating disorder, that was, that was a big thing for me, but no one saw that really from the outside, but when it's skin issues, which is similar, you know, like it's about body image and aware it's about your image. Right. But no one talked about the skin thing. Cause I was almost more obsessive about that than I was with my eating. Right. Because it was the thing that everybody saw. And it felt like to me, like it was this thing that people would judge me or define me by, or I just, I didn't know, like, you can't hide it. I couldn't hide behind it. And that was what was so hard for me. And the, the other thing is that you are, you know, we are bombarded with advertisements and, um, you know, like television and film, like all of these, these models and actresses who have, you know, this glass skin. And two, you know, when you're younger, you don't realize the editing that goes into it. So when you're reading a magazine and you're 13, 14, 15, and all you see is perfect skin, and then next to that advertisement in the magazine is Noxzema, Neutrogena, Clean and Clear, Clearasil, Mm -hmm. And they're advertising, you know, a skincare product or on a TV, you know, you're watching TV and these skincare products come up and you're using models with great skin and they're completely blemish free. And this product is saying, oh, we can guarantee you, you know, clear skin, you know, the desperate part of yourself is like, I need that. Like, because in order to feel worthy, you know, in order to make something of my life, I have to look a certain way because that's what we grow up seeing in life, you know? And that was a huge challenge for me um, when I was younger was the fact that there was no representation of acne in films and television, any form of media really, Yeah, uh, you know? And so I used to, when I was a kid, I used to um, I mean, I was, I was a very imaginative kid. I was inside my head a lot, but I used to, you know, say to myself, no, no man is ever going to want to like hold my face and kiss me. Mm-hmm. I used to cry at scenes in movies where, and it, and it wasn't even like an overtly emotional scene, you know, but a scene where the leading actress and man are having this romantic moment and he holds her face and kisses her. And it's just super romantic. I used to cry at that because I was like, no boy is ever going to want to hold my face and kiss me because my skin is covered in cysts, Mm. you know? And that made me feel like I was unlovable. Like nobody could ever love me with this skin condition. It's hard. Yes. It's so hard. And, and I, I really relate to that. So what was the turning point for you? Like what, what shifted in your mindset and then what caused you to create the acne effect? It was, it was sometime in my twenties. I just had a lot going on. I was working full time. I was, you know, in a relationship and I, I was, I was genuinely frustrated with dermatologists and everything they were prescribing me because, you know, prescription after prescription failed. And I I really just felt frustrated by, you know, that whole scene. And so I stopped going to see dermatologists. I kind of stopped buying over-the-counter products. I just stopped doing anything at all with my skin um, other than just washing it, you know, in the morning and at night. And I really just took a turn in my priorities 
and my skin was no longer my priority. You know, I had bills to pay. I was living on, you know, out on my own. I was independent and doing what I could to get by. So for me, it, it really became more about what I now understand is skin neutrality. I didn't know what that was way back when, but, mm-hmm. but I really started to put an emphasis on what my body could do for me more than what it looked like. And so, you know, I prioritized my health um, in terms of what I was feeding my mind, my ears, um, you know, my eyes, and I started working out a lot, you know, for the mental health benefits as well as, you know, the physical aspect. But um, yeah, I really just, in my 20s, I just stopped putting focus on it. And to be honest, that was probably the best thing that I could have done for my skin because mm. everything that I was treating with my skin just kept making my skin worse. And when I stopped focusing on my acne and I started focusing on other things that made me feel better and made me, you know, impact my overall health in a very beneficial way, I noticed my skin just started clearing up. Mm. I mean, I, I honestly don't have a miracle product that I could tell people about. I can't say to anybody, you know, oh, this is the four step, you know, four step treatment that I use to clear up my skin. It really just came down to, I just stopped focusing on it. And I started living my life and I started going out and doing things that made me happy. Mm-hmm. And my skin just kind of cleared up as a result. Isn't that wild oh. how physiologically your, your body responds to that? Because yeah. I've, I've noticed too, like, and, and I mean, we, I think we know this, like when you focus on something so much, it becomes all that you can see. It doesn't matter if your skin, oh, if it's yeah. your skin or anything else, but like, yeah. it's, it's so silly that we do that. But like, I catch myself t- sometimes complaining about my skin breaking out and Christopher is like, I don't see it. I'm like, it's <laughs> all I can see, but it's, yeah. it's like, I've just, be, you, you know what so- I call that? Mm. Sorry to interrupt you, but I call that acne brain. That's the perfect that term for like, it. Yeah, I don't know if that was a, I never saw that written anywhere, but it just like came to mind and I started posting about it on the acne effect because I was like, that's totally what it is. It's when you become so obsessed with your skin that it, your whole brain is just focused yes. on the skin. But it's not just focused on your skin. It's focused on, you know, it, it creates the social anxiety you don't want to go out because you're afraid that people are going to stare at your skin and comment on it or ridicule you or that, you know, it's, and it really, it has more to do with how we feel about our skin and less to do with what other people think about it. But right. um, yeah, I call that acne brain when you're just, you're so focused and tuned in on it and you can't think of anything else. Like you can't sit down and, and enjoy a movie or a book, or you can't enjoy your, you know, you going out to a restaurant with friends because you're just thinking about your skin and how it's portrayed Mm. to um to finish with the acne effect I just I knew a long time ago that I wanted to, to do something like this like years and years ago I knew that you know if I'm if I had such a difficult time growing up with acne and and knowing that it is the most common skin condition in the world there's got to be a ton of people out there who can benefit from other, you know, from my story and what I've learned through the process. And so that really was, I, I, I wanted to do something like that. And 
I was sitting down with John with my boyfriend, Jonathan, and um, I was just like, you know, this is what I need to do. I need, I need, and he's like, do it, start an account. Don't talk about it. Just do it. And <laughs> so I uh, came up with a name, started the account in 2019, uh, in December. And now here I am. Yeah. I love it. It, it just really is so helpful. Cause I know you mentioned this in your story earlier about how, you know, like maybe some of your friends had a few breakouts here and there, but like especially when you have a long journey of cystic acne or, you know, like if it's just a long journey at all, or if it feels like, why am I not getting any relief for this from this? Nothing is working. Like you can start to feel like no one relates to this. I mean, even now as an adult, I'm like, all my friends have clear skin and why am I still struggling with this? And it can just make you feel so frustrated and alone and, and just disappointed and in that headspace in the acne brain for sure so I love that you've created this community that's a safe place for people to feel like thank you someone is talking about this because we desperately need to discuss what's going on because it is affecting us especially our mental health so and just well can you explain that maybe like because I know you're very into psychology as well but what are those issues that you've seen acne like how it affects mental health so many people go through depression, anxiety. I know I have spoken to many people who have talked about, you know, their um, struggle with, you know, suicidal ideation. Um, I mean, it's, there's just a whole, it's, it's almost like a trickle down effect. And I have seen from people with acne that it starts with the skin and it moves on to other things. Like, you know, like what we were talking about with me, it was, you know, my, it started with my skin and then it turned into an eating disorder, you know, because here's something like your skin, it's so hard for people to control. You know what I mean? Like nobody asked to have acne. Nobody, nobody wakes up in the morning and it's like, can't wait to see my breakout today. Like (laughs) I really hope that there's seven new spots today. You know, like nobody wants that. You know, so I think for some people, it's they're desperate for something that they can control in their life. And, you know, and it takes you down different avenues. And, um, you know, it's just uh, the whole mental health and emotional health connection with acne is, you know, it's 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 not just a skin or like a surface issue, you know what I mean? And I can't stress that enough with people. It's not just, my skin isn't just inflamed. I'm like going through deep traumatic hardships and a lot of people don't have somebody they can talk to that they feel safe and comfortable with. Um, A lot of people who feel like others who don't experience it won't understand what they're going through. I had a friend once, um, I think it was my sophomore year of high school. And I remember she was, she said to me, I just don't understand what you have to be depressed about Wendy. And I was, and I was so taken aback because I considered her my best friend. And I just thought, yeah, like, I don't even know how to open up to you about it. Like that's, if, if you can't see how this is hurting me and how I'm struggling with this, and how different we are when it comes to our skin. And maybe again, you know, maybe to her, it just, it wasn't that big of a deal, you know, but to me, it was everything. I felt like, like it robbed me of 
of my appearance, my physical attraction. Um, my hopes and dreams when I was growing up was to be an actress or a model. And I felt like, you know, that dream died before it could even happen, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's just, it just, it, it's not just a skin issue. It's not just a surface issue. It really affects you mentally and emotionally um, in ways that people who've never dealt with acne just could not understand. Right. Yeah. You're so right. I, I think that's exactly what happens. And it's, it's hard too, when, at least in my experience, and I know yours as well, you don't feel like your dermatologist, like the one person who should understand is really even in your corner advocating for you for your mental and emotional health in that situation. I know that's something you're really passionate about. And I think it's mm -hmm. so powerful because I think that should be a piece of the conversation when we are going to the people specialized to help us in those ways, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I do know that there are a number of psychodermatologists who study both, but it's not enough. Like it's, it's really not enough. I mean, honestly, I, I think how great would it be to combine the two where if you could go to a dermatologist appointment and, you know, granted they would see you for 15 minutes. So you go to your dermatologist appointment, but you have your half hour window for your appointment. You go and see them for 15 minutes and then you go to the next door in the office and you meet with, you know, a mental health specialist who then you sit down, you know, sits you down and you guys talk for like 15, 20 minutes about how your acne is making you feel. What steps can you take? Maybe there's reading material that they can give you something, you know, where it's right. just all encompassed in this, in your one appointment, not just you going to see a dermatologist and they don't even address it, which in itself frustrates me because it's like, you guys, dermatologists know the statistics, they know that, you know, statistically speaking, people with acne tend to have, you know, a lesser quality of life than those who don't have acne and that they suffer from depression and anxiety and whatnot, you know? So if you know that, don't you think that there's a responsibility that you should at least ask, you know, a patient like, okay, I understand that you're going through a really hard time. Like, you know, do you want to talk about it? Is there something that I could do to help you with your mental health? Like, I don't know, give resources on, on, you know, things that can help with, with it. Yeah. I love that. And I, if I had had that as a kid, it would have changed everything for me. And granted I did go to counseling and mm -hmm. I did go to a dermatologist, but it was never like hand in hand for me. Like I never made the connection that maybe I should talk about this because my yeah. acne did and still sometimes affects the way that I show up in the world. It affects the way that I feel like I'm able to even live out my purpose. Like sometimes I disqualify myself because I'm like, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, you know, whatever enough. Like people are going to look at me and think, oh, she must not be taking care of herself because she has skin issues. And we all know that's like connected to this, this, and this, or like, well, right. why don't you just try this, this, and this? And it's like, trust me, I've tried everything. <laughs> yeah. And so what, and, and actually you mentioned this earlier too, what role do you think the media and social media, we're talking like Hollywood and Instagram, like what role do you think that those standards and portrayals of beauty have played in the standards we put on ourselves and the things that we strive towards and how can we flip the script on that? 
Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, and it, it is so ingrained in our psyche. And I think that it um, has a huge impact on the way that we develop and how we see ourselves starting from a very, very young age. I mean, even if you look at Disney movies from when we were kids, um, all the females have these little petite noses. They have these pretty smiles, perfect teeth, perfect skin, you know, whereas the men, you know, they might have big noses, small noses, medium-sized nose, like the men vary, you know, greatly, but all the female, like the Disney princesses and stuff, very pretty, very petite, um, you know, too, with, with the models that, that were bombarded with overly sexualization of, of women, uh, perfect skin, all of that plays a huge role in the way that we see ourselves. And so when you don't allow acne to be represented in a positive light, it tells us that we are not worthy enough to have that space, you know, to hold that space in that, you know, field of work or or we don't, we can't hold that space in the public eye that we are not worthy enough. We're not beautiful enough. You know, we're not valued enough. It has a huge impact on the way that we see ourselves. And two, if you look at the way that um, acne and scars are portrayed in the media, it's always with the you know, outcast pimply kid who, you know, holes away in, in his mom's basement, playing video games and eating a poor diet, has no friend, you know, his total love, um, you know, or, or that the, the kid that you don't want to go near because of the, you know, the disfiguration on his face, um, but then if you look at like the villains and the bad guys, a lot of the time they have, they have got scarred faces. You would never see that in like, well, Brad Pitt. Okay. But like <laughs> it's always with the men, you know what I'm saying? The men are allowed to have skin blemishes and the acne scars and all that, but women are not allowed to have that yeah. they have to be a certain way. And so I think it's pretty even in adolescence but I think that like as you get older women experience more adult acne than men do so again we've taken a huge hit on our skin you know with our hormones and our periods and all that and yet it's not it's not portrayed in a positive way in the media and so yeah of course that's going to affect the way that we feel about ourselves and our worth yeah, it, it's ridiculous when we think about it, right? And I mean, there I know there are movements that are showing more like real life people, less edited, and that's great. And I'm so, so thankful for that. But I do think it's ridiculous that growing up and still primarily the media portrays the standard to be flawless skin. And if not, it's only seen as like, if your skin looks like this, you need this product. Or it's like sh- somehow showing it as less than. And that's just so not the case like let's just across the board make that clear acne doesn't change anything about you like it doesn't change anything about your potential and so I mean what you're doing you do such a great job of empowering people in this so what do you do how do you do that how do we actually show up when we're struggling still and I know you mentioned the skin neutrality so for people who aren't familiar what is that 
So skin neutrality is, um, it's, it differs from positivity in that skin neutrality is more about appreciating what your body can do and less what it looks like. Whereas, you know, skin positivity still puts a big emphasis on what your skin looks like. It's saying, I like my body, you know, the way that it is, but you're still thinking about what your body or your skin looks like. Whereas neutrality is, I'm not really focused on it. I'm kind of neutral, you know, I'm just, you know, it is what it is kind of, kind of attitude. Um, you know, but I'm not going to let it affect my day. I'm just going to keep on trekking because, you know, my body is this vessel that helps me get from point A to point B. It helps me, you know, do this. It helps me do that. Um, so it's, it's really just taking in more of an appreciation of like what your body can do and not focusing as much on what it, or not focusing on what it looks like. So yeah, through skin neutrality, I, I think that it has definitely helped me to know that I am worthy regardless of what the condition of my skin is. You know, my skin does not affect the way that I write. It doesn't affect the way that I research. It doesn't affect the way that I have conversations with people. You know, I, I can still show up as myself and bring myself, you know, to the table, regardless of what my skin looks like. And that's a huge message that I try to get across to, you know, my audience and let yeah. them know, that, you know, whatever your skin looks like, um, you know, and, and I'm going to quote one of my friends on, on a, the acne effect, but because I love what she said, she said, you know, basically it doesn't matter what your skin looks like. You are you underneath all of that. And it's so true. Yes. Shout out to Kara. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. And it's, it's crazy to me how connected we have put our, our purpose or our potential or our abilities with our image. Cause I've had conversations with women who feel like they have less opportunities if they're not as pretty as the next girl or, or they'll have less influence or people will care less about what they have to say because they, they aren't a certain shape or their skin isn't clear. And it's like, no way. Like I am not letting that steal from me, or at least for me, I've had to resolve, like, that is not going to be my story anymore. This is not going to hold me back from living out my purpose because it's, it's not even connected. I'm the one who made that connection and, and it's just not true. It's not real. And it's all it's doing is holding me back and keeping me from living out my potential. That's, that's fully there beneath my skin. Like you just said, you know, and there's enough opportunity in the world for everybody to have a piece of it. You know what I mean? Like how many, how many doctor shows are there on television? <laughs> You know what I mean? There's an opportunity for someone's story to get out there or for some new budding actor to take that role. You know, it's just, there's enough to go around for, for us to socially compare ourselves to the point where it keeps us from even trying. Oh, it's just, and that, that's, it's hard because, you know, being somebody who wants to help everyone. I mean, you know, I can't help everybody as much as I want to. And it makes me sad that there are so many people who are struggling and, you know, they struggle to see their worth and their potential. 
and they get stuck in this acne brain, you know, so I try and do what I can. Um, you know, when I, when I started the acne effect, I, so I, I did a little bit of research online at first and I did not come across a single account that was solely focused on the mental health impact of acne. You know, a lot of people, they talk about their story and granted, I talk about my story and my story too, but I didn't want to create a skin journey account. You know, I didn't want to focus on what my skin looks like now to what it's going to look like years later. Right. Um, I've been through that. And I felt like really with my passion in, in psychology, I felt like we need to talk about what people aren't talking about. And that is the mental health and emotional health impact of acne. And so that became my whole foundation and my whole basis for the acne effect, you know, is to raise awareness and educate the public about how the, how acne impacts mental health. So that's what I'm doing. I yes. feel like that is, is, you know, and if I can help if I can help one person turn their life around and go after something that they're really passionate about, something that you know they've allowed their acne to hold them themselves back from, if I can help one person turn their life around, then it will have made my 20 plus years of acne and acne scars worth it. Honestly, like because I didn't do that for myself. I didn't have the education, I didn't have the awareness, I didn't have the community, I didn't have, um, you know, the guidance from my peers or my, you know, the, you know, adults in my life, they weren't there to help me navigate these emotions. And so, you know, that's what I want to bring to the acne effect is, you know, that you are just, you're, you are not your skin, you're not your body, you're not your skin. You are a human being who is capable. You've got, you know, talents. You have a brain. You have a voice. Use those things, you know. Get your mind. And, and that's one of the things that I, when I said that I loved your quote about, you know, telling your stories to heal. Like that is, it's so profound and it is so true, you know, because when, when, and, and you said it yourself, nobody was talking about acne back then you know, so we had no choice but to struggle alone. And thank God there is an acne community online right now so that people can show up and they can get their stories out and yeah. we can help each other heal as a community. Yes, I know. I'm so grateful for that too, because even though I didn't have that, it's really cool that we can share our stories now and be a voice for the people who need it right now. Right. Because it's probably always going to be something that people need to hear, right? Like, I don't think acne, unfortunately, I don't think acne is going anywhere. If you could eradicate acne, I mean, that'd be fantastic. Because, I mean, that it affects millions and tens of millions of, of people. Just, I mean, I think it was like 40 to 50 million people in America alone. That's wild. Um, so, I mean, fingers crossed that something like that does come up, but... Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, man, acne is so hard. <laughs> it is, but I love what you're doing and I'm so grateful for it because it's just so nice to have a positive voice 
speaking like truth over the things that are so easy just to get in your head about, you know, like that acne brain is such a real thing. So I'm just really grateful for the work you're doing because it's making such a huge difference. Thank you. I think too, when you, you know, I I do promote a lot of self-compassion, you know, having self-compassion, I think uh, skin neutrality is very helpful. Um, but self-compassion is huge in, in all aspects of your life. And I don't think that it's practiced enough with people. You know, we put a lot of um, stress on ourselves to be perfect, to make, you know, the right decisions, to know where we're going, to know what we're doing. And we don't really allow ourselves to make a lot of mistakes, mm. um, you know, and, and with self-compassion, I think that it's that can be really beneficial for people with acne because, you know, you're treating yourself as a friend, you know, mm-hmm. treat yourself the way that you would a close loved one. You know, you, you're more forgiving with yourself. You're gentle with yourself. You're not, you know, beating yourself up. You're not, you're not full of the negative self-talk. You're just, you're being compassionate with yourself. And I think that that's really important in your healing journey with acne yeah is saying like okay I'm I'm struggling with my skin I don't know what's causing it but I'm doing my best I'm gonna show up for myself and I'm really trying hard to you know be the best version of myself that I need for myself you know and in return when you're good to yourself you're good to others yeah yeah Um, And then something else that I like to talk about is uh, Dr. Susan David. She's a psychologist and she um, talks a lot about emotional agility. And that has become one of my favorite things. It's been one of my favorite things for like years, but it's all about, you know, addressing but really it's, it's showing up to your emotions. I'm not going Mm. to, you know, it's the opposite of toxic positivity. You know, I'm not just going to say, I love my skin, I love my scars, you know, and, and, you know, try to convince yourself that, you know, everything's okay, if you're not really feeling okay, Mm. you know, so if you're struggling with your skin, it's, I'm having a hard time, I'm showing up to my emotions, I am identifying that these things are causing me issues, and they're hurting, and then you treat yourself compassionately and then you figure out okay what steps do I need to take you know so in a that so that I can you know benefit myself in the long run yeah because that's something that we didn't do when we were growing up like eating disorders not benefiting ourselves in the long run you know self-harm not really benefiting ourselves in the long run you know in that moment you know that we're dealing with those tough emotions you know it's hard but you know, it's, it's really a practice. It's showing up to your emotions. It's saying like, you know, we're here for the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. And what are we going to do about it? You know, acne sucks. Now, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Thank you so much. I just, and, and honestly, you guys, please just go follow Wendy because we've barely scratched the surface of this conversation today, but she's constantly just sharing so much valuable information and equipping people to feel like they can show up in spite of acne. So Wendy, thank you, first of all, so much for just everything you do and for being here and sharing, but where can everyone connect with you and continue this conversation? Um, So really the only social media platform that I use is Instagram. 
and you can find me at the acne effect and that's effect with an e not an a <laughs> um so yeah the acne effect uh you can visit the website www.theacneeffect.com and yeah there you go i thank love it so yeah thank you so much for being here this has been amazing thank you i'm so glad i'm glad that you had me on here to talk about it I'm, it's something i'm really passionate about i love doing what I'm doing and I love helping people. And I just hope that I can help many, many more people down the road. Yeah, I know that you're going to, there's no way you won't. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the By Words podcast. I love having you here and I'm so grateful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, stay brave and remember, I'm cheering you on.